Welcome to the With the Will Podcast. We're here to entertain and inform a bit while talking about Digimon. I'm Mark, a run with the will, and produce Digimon on Blu-ray. I'm A.R. Palver, and we hope to stay with you this week. I'm DevQ, and I'm melting. Yeah, we should probably start there with what happened last time. The encoder actually crashed midstream, which just means the stream went bleh. It died. When when I recorded the message, we were under the impression that part of it was we didn't restart it quickly enough, but I think because the encoder crashed, we never would have actually been able to restart it because it required programs to be closed and reopened, which would have changed the output. So I did not th- get did not get rehatched into a digi egg. It's yeah. just permadeath. It's tamers. Yeah, the <laughs> is dead. That is the only time I've ever actually seen the encoder crash on OBS on the three different computers it's been used on for the show at different times. But we eh, clipped, just a yeah. horrible death once in a while. But we clipped it together as best we could, and hooray. Huzzah. I'm, I'm not sure if it was shorter because we didn't have uh, people in the chat asking questions or because there wasn't a whole lot of news last week compared, I, to, this, I, compared I to this week. I think we would have got another 10 or 15 minutes out of it. I think also by the time we figured out what was going on, we all mentally were in the state of, okay, let's just go. Yeah, but it took us 10 minutes to figure out the, to sort through the, what was going on. Yeah. I also think I wanted ice cream. I can't. I mean, remember. I always, I always yeah. want ice cream at the end of the show. It, ha- it has been a week for. St- they really like decided this was the week when, oh, we better start teasing shit because stuff's coming up. And before we get into all that, hey, it's a ghost game episode. Oh uh, yeah, I forgot. Yeah. There was an episode. I don't I... see. I I still like that the the argument point between me and AR from Twitter is. He thinks this is worse than last week's, and I just kind of go, meh. But also, until I was putting together the notes to actually be uploaded, and was, you know, checking stuff from the prior notes to make sure they matched it, I actually remember that Splashmon was last week. Like, I had no memory. <laughs> like, 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 sitting there trying to remember last week's episode, I couldn't remember what the episode was about at all. Until I actually saw Splashmon che- when I was checking something. I, I think that in spite of Splashmon last week was more competently put together as a horror adjacent story than this week. I don't know. It it, it I thought it was it okay. Had more vibes. I have yeah. no idea what you just said, Dev. It had more yokai vibes. Yeah. It, I, yeah. That's I, I think sort this, of how I felt. I don't know. I thought this one was okay, but that may just be like Stockholm Syndrome? Maybe. I don't know, Jeremiah was, like, more interesting in his, like, behavior and motivations than Splashmon. So he's, like, more entertaining to watch. That's not a high bar to clear. I I, I do agree agree with you. Suramon was more interesting than Splashmon, but I think everything surrounding him was more of a disaster. I'm mentally looking at my rankings, and I'm pretty sure Ghost Game is now going below Hunter's. Ooh, Hunters. That's harsh. Well, Ghost Game has a disadvantage against Hunters at this point. Hunters is old Hunters enough that... Hunters stopped? Hunters... Well, that's one, is that it's short. Hunters and two... Was, Hunters was done by and now. And two, when so much time has passed, you can look back and go, eh, it wasn't great, but it did a few interesting things and tried new stuff. While this, it's like, oh, there's more. 
I think we'll be. I think in five years we'll be looking at Ghost Game the same way. But as it is now, it's well. Here, sort no. Of here's the thing: blah. we don't know. For all we know, this is floating, doing nothing while they wait for something that they need. You know, like timing for shit to happen. I'm not saying Maybe. I expect that, but yeah. other shows have done that, where something is spinning its wheels because they have to wait. I'm pretty well, sure. I mean, uh, I, Adventure did with those. Uh, no, but his gem figure releases. Yeah, those happened. But I'm talking about stuff like, what was it? Was it Naruto, where there was filler for like a year and a half while they were waiting well, for... Well, they were trying to catch up to the manga. Or no, waiting for the manga to catch but that, up. But that's though. what I mean. Like, they let their wheel spin a long There is time. not a ghost game manga to catch up. I, no. I, I made I had accused uh, the reboot of doing that as well. I think... It was I doing think a lot that, of repetition. I think this is worse, to, worse at this point, because at least the reboot was exciting. If nothing else, it at least had exciting stuff to watch. Here, the most interesting visual, I think. I thought the mask visual was neat. It wasn't inherently special, but it was at least neat. Yeah, that didn't do as much for me as some of the other uh, body horror images we've had in the past. I, I want to. I think that Ghost Game at its worst and Adventure reboot at, at its worst are about equally bad at this point. But I think Ghost yeah, Game still has. That. Yeah, I think Ghost Game still has the potential to get it together eventually. Well, that well, I don't disagree with you. I also think the logic's flawed for one reason. While you're absolutely right, that can be said of any show that's spinning hor- horribly wrong at times. I, I guess the other way I, I take it is that, like, if someone really likes Hunters, I sort of like I'm sort of behind that because Hunters like is bad, but it's also kind of in a bad in a weird way. Ghost Game is also, to me, kind of bad in a weird way. Like, it's a departure from your usual Digimon series more than, like, the reboot, which is just not that interesting. I'm not sure this is that much of a departure, especially when so often Hunters keeps coming up as a point of comparison in how things are structured kind of the same, but not even as good. Although I will uh, say, although no, I will Ghost say. Game is, Ghost Game is definitely structured better than Hunters. No, nah, I don't think and it I is have... at this point. It is to me because although we one, can't... it does have it does have the horror elements to lean on, like the horror horror uh, homages and the pastiches and the the little body horror stuff. I eh. do get I do get a kick out of that, and that's more but it's here, more consistent. Except, it's more consistently delivered in Ghost Game than it the... was in Hunters. Also, the problem with the Hunters is it constantly devoted itself to to other characters that are just not that interesting rather than developing the main cast. And while Ghost Game doesn't isn't developing the main cast as fast as we would like, they're still trying to I'm, stick I'm to letting the main you cast. talk because you're actually proving the point. Ghost Game has turned so boring we're actually not even talking about the episode at all. Oh yeah, no, this episode was pretty flat. Yeah. I yeah, no, this episode is among I think this tied for the worst episode grade. I don't think it episode. was that bad, but man, I also why was Kongomon there? I forgot if he had any right? point. Like he just, didn't do shit except like No, no, he did. He, he the, the the pocket he dimension. Like the, he was yeah, he, he was like the pocket dimension was he, him. He was a walking closet. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, so we have a Suramon taking Kongo the faces. Kongomon so, was the TARDIS. So he could feel emotion which is a very oddly like specific this is a plot done in sci-fi and stuff like that is a very specific plot Uh, so it's also like immediately clicks in your head that this is going to be one of those they talk their way out of it endings yes especially when they stop at one point to tell you 
He's normally such a good Digimon of justice. I wonder what's happened. Yeah, that's bad vibes right there. And then, hey, at least for a second time now, they decided something might be Digimon-related, which was at least nice. Although I'm very confused what was the the plot thing that people apparently didn't notice this was happening, even though it was very easy to, like, see on someone. I'm confused what was going on there. Uh, I think the excuse was like they, it wasn't showing up on social media but, specifically okay. because. But, but I'm saying you know. why wasn't it? Because what are when you talking pe- about? There was a like small plot point where like humans were not noticing this happening and it wasn't showing up on social media. But like when you oh. see someone, their face is missing. You're not gonna miss that. I think the, well, that was. Became, I think the excuse is they became tired and reclusive and just yeah they stopped post they stopped posting on social media so nobody really they couldn't nobody was noticing that people's faces were missing because nobody was Instagramming uh, themselves without a face it was not nah, that wasn't great that, the, okay. it was so it was sort of that's trailed off into nowhere okay I thought there was like some plot point I was missing just, no, no they didn't do no, it no that no, was no, just no, this. Just, this the specific uh, intricacies of this particular crisis lent itself to not be on Instagram, as opposed to Vamdemon, where everyone was clearly vampires. And okay. and then Kano Weissman de-evolves mid-fight with a Suramon, and we once again, and we actually talked about this last week, are we meant to take this as being some sort of plot element, or was it just evolution? Usually... Usually I give these kind of things the benefit of the doubt. I'm like, ooh, potential intrigue. That This time I'm just like, no, nah, I'm not feeling it. Or did they just want to have the beeping since if there wasn't a delay, this would have come out a couple weeks before the Ultraman movie came out. Because that was like the Ultraman style beeping, which oddly I'm not sure if that happens in the movie because he doesn't have the chess gem. Um... I'm not, yeah, I, and, I can't, and, I can't speculate on this one. It would be interesting if it was a plot point that will come back up later. But the show, ha- I, I know what you're saying, Dev, but right. it's it's the case where you hope it does, but also the show has not shown any interest in doing that. Yeah, yeah I mean, this one kind of failed on a bunch of those, so. Yeah, the reboot was really bad on it, and Ghost Game's not doing a whole lot better. I'm not sure it's doing any better. <laughs> To be honest, on that specific point, I mean, yeah, there's, I'm not, I'm not giving up on it a few of them. The dim cards is like, oh, they're just postcards from dad. Yeah. But that's about as fulfilling an explanation as, oh, yeah. it's a map. But I mean, like, I, I do expect the letter yeah. to come back into play at some point. That, that would be very nice because that was actually cute. As many problems yeah. as that episode had, the idea that he just had the letter with him was good. Yeah, and then, like, and that's. Which actually leads me to one of my bigger frustrations with this episode. It's like, we've had, this one felt like really being, picking on Hero's character flaw, while it's sort of like, we've had a lot of decent-ish development of Hero wow. over the last 10-ish episodes, they particularly with the Hero, and here is, yeah, here's you kind of a doormat, and I'm like, what, what but, did he do? But without the doormat, the day wouldn't have been saved, because uh, Suramon takes his face, and the spirit of friendship and brotherhood, and the pleas of Angormon convince a Suramon with Hero's emotion to return the faces. And yeah, does... See, if, 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 if Hunters had pulled that crap and they picked on one of Tagiru's faults to save the world, I'd be all, I'd, I'd, all behind that, but for Hero, it just seems kind of mean. And then, I know, but it's still funny. And then we get to see Jellymon drawing a face on K- Kiyoshiro and being perfectly happy with that solution. 
I think like, it, I'm the particular and take care of my partner. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah, that's goes one of those jigglypuff on him. It, it's one of those things where Ghost Game is allowed. Like every episode is going to have like one or two Gammon or Jellymon does something cute slash funny, and we just sort of accept those and bake those into every episode. And at some point, we're just not going to grade based on those. And there's a <laughs> and there's a ninety nine percent chance that if you go check. Ursa Yatsura, that joke probably appears somewhere in it with Lum. I don't know. Were they doing those cutesy anime eyes in the 80s? They were definitely doing it in like yeah. the early 90s, so... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what happens in the reboot of that anime. It, it will be very strange to see that in the modern age when so much anime stuff, even ignoring Ghost Game, is based on that stuff very directly. Lum needs to take some kids to school. Yeah. And Hero has no idea what's going on. I actually like that, where he's that just like... A, yeah, that was solid. And then and Goromon points that he can come to the meetings, and he can learn emotions. Hero still doesn't know what's going on. And he actually seems a little annoyed by it, which was funny. I lo- I do like it when Hero gets annoyed by stuff. Like, his exasperation... He doesn't do, he doesn't is, do it is, enough. Yeah, I do like it when Hero gets exasperated by stuff because that seems to be his signature thing, and I'm like, here for that protagonist. Yeah. And then we finish with Angoramon Puffery. As see, we do. See, I, I still rank it. What I wrote is it's perfectly fine. I guess like it's not. It wasn't terrible to me, but it wasn't good either. It just existed mostly. There yeah, was the, there yeah. were there was like thirty seconds of nice animation towards the end. The pacing was really strange, though, I think. Yeah, I, I, the, would, I would say not bad, but it's not good either. Yeah, the overall storytelling and the Hero Doormat stuff just didn't... There's a bit of a sour taste See, for me. See, I can't even tell if Hero Doormat is a thing or if that's just the character at this point. I Like, that's pretty much just the character. It's not like... It... it would be like if this had been like hap- if this episode had happened like right after say like Jellymon had been introduced and we were still like getting comfortable with the characters, I'd be a lot more tolerant to this episode. But it's like it's episode twenty eight. Give the kid a break. Yeah, it- it's weird because it doesn't feel like it feels like this is roughly the same character we had in episode two or three. When in episode one, he actually was like different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some habits are hard to kick. Yeah, yeah, and I'm not saying that he's shaken this completely. It's just spotlighting this particular trait at this point in the series just doesn't. I I don't appreciate that. Yeah, it was. Eh. There. And then let's go over the actors. Mushmon was Naoki Tatsuta, who was Ganamon in Hunters, Garbamon in Adventure 2020, and Monotamon earlier in Ghost Game. Most people would probably know him as Oolong from Dragon Ball, and he's taken over various roles from there. And the Japanese voice of Porky Pig, which feels too <laughs> on the nose with him playing Oolong. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's too on the nose. And then Asuramon had three voice actors, each very famous for each voice. That was kind of a nice touch. That was interesting. So, Anger was Tesho Genda, who has not been in Digimon before, but he was Umi Bozu in City Hunter, a bunch of Dragon Ball characters. Uh, he was D in Project Aiko. He's been Guile various times. Uh, the younger Taguro, since we're, I think, the 30th anniversary of Yu Yu Hakusho, like today or tomorrow. Uh, he, he also is Mace Windu in Star Wars. Batman. 
in the animated series stuff in Japan. Just I lots. Need to, I, I think with these credits, we need to get into like one or two weird Western ones. I know. Oh, there's plenty of those here. I, I, he's just cr- like, he's I feel cr- like I feel like throwing one or two into all these. He's credits Kratos, be... and he's also Optimus Prime slash Convoy. I think Mace Windu was the best one. And then Blessing is uh, Toshihiko Seki, who was Lusamon in Savers Another Mission. Uh, oh, I forgot he was in that. Yeah, uh, he's Alistair Crowley in Index. He's in Demon Slayer. He's an odd number, like an odd number of characters in Gundam. He was uh, Raoul mm. LaCresset, Ray Zabarrel, Duo Maxwell. In some content, oh, he's been okay. Char. Oh, okay. He, he was they Moose. Get to yeah, he was Moose yeah. in Ranma One Half. <laughs> and okay. are, are you ready okay. for some Western stuff? So it, in some Batman content, he's the Scarecrow. Most notably, Batman Begins. He, oh, okay. He's okay. Mondo Gecko in the original Ninja Turtle cartoon. And are you ready for the best one? Yeah. John Arbuckle. <laughs> in Garfield stuff. Old old Garfield or new Garfield? I don't remember at the moment, to be quite oh, okay. honest. Okay. Um, and then uh, Mercy was Takumi Yamazaki, who was Katsuji in one episode of Hunters. I don't. I don't even remember who Katsuji is. He was he's very much a one episode character, I believe. This is what yeah, he's one of the characters yeah. I'd mentioned previously um, is not interesting. And he's another one who has a cartoonish number of roles. Uh the cyborg ninja slash Grey Fox in Metal Gear, Banzai in Gintama. And now I'm looking through to find some Western roles just to comment on. Oh my god, are you ready? Yep. Chicken yes. in Cow and Chicken. Oh my fucking god. That got dumped in Japanese. Wait, uh, okay. Oh, okay. Are you ready? You're not even going to see this one coming. He's Philip in South Park. You know, that's only that's that's only interesting in the sense that they only have one actor. That that's his only South Park role. Well, no, no. He has a second oh, credit. Are you okay. ready? He's credited as theme song performance for South Park the movie, which makes me wonder if it's just him singing Uncle which, Fucker. Yeah, right. I was going to say the, the actual theatrical need- movie. Because the, South, well, yeah, the South Park, yeah, because they didn't play the theme song at all. Yeah. South so Park I'm wondering movie. if because it just says just saying, it literally yeah. just says theme performance. I'm wondering if that's just for Uncle Fucker. Probably just for Uncle. Which Fucker. is hilarious. That one should have got the Emmy nod, not to blame Canada. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> I have, I have, I have quite an appreciation for the South Park movie. Yeah. Oh, that one is, the, that is good movie. Movie. the best animated music. But yeah, so lots of stuff there to amuse by. Uh, the next time we get Monster Pollen. I'm, to, I'm just sort of amazed that they have, like, that implies that there's, like, every different character is voiced by someone different in South Park. <laughs> that could be terrifying. Mm-hmm. And then for Monster Pollen next week, we get the question of didn't we already do Spider and Plant episodes? Right? Like here's the thing, if it's interesting, I don't well, give a it's shit. It's allergy season. Here's the thing. So. If if it's interesting, we don't give a shit. If yeah, it, I mean the, if the, it's the bad Spider episode of Saw was it, really was pretty good. If it has an issue, then we just go, Why are they doing these again? And not even that long after I mean, the one was episode twenty one, the other was episode twenty five. Yeah, our Kennymon nostalgia apparently. Yeah. Like, I'm so not, hyped to not see Kodo Kugamon because, like, oh, yeah. not not zero two nostalgia. I'm talking about nostalgia for like eight episodes ago. That that <laughs> one be- episode where people got beheaded. 
that one ep- <laughs> that one episode that generally everyone agreed was good, mm-hmm. which has not happened for months. Well, they had a hiatus. The hiatus was like three. Also, weeks. people liked the Angoramon episode. That was generally received well. The uh, Digitamamon episode was good. I would say the Angoramon yeah. episode wasn't received as well as you think it was because a lot of people were very upset that he didn't evolve. No, that's fine. Oh, I saw a lot of complaints about that. Like, yeah, I'm saying lot. they're wrong. And then needs more trauma. And then we yep. don't we don't quite get to move on from Ghost Game yet. Psycho Jump has a teaser for a new Digimon named Espimon. Hey, Which is a weird little thing. squirrel robot alien thing. This is what happens when you're out of town for a few days and only barely paying attention. I kept seeing this guy on my timeline and never bothered to look up who this guy is or what he's connected yeah, to. This is one of the this is one of the weird names that kept popping up with the V3 dim set, which we never reported as news because every time it popped up anywhere, it had entirely different names on it, and it was clear there were real names, but every store who had a sheet was translating it really fucking bad. Like, I can see that. Like, the names that popped up associated with this dim were Espimon, Ryudamon, Ludamon, XVmon, Zubamon. Jeez. So this, little, so this little guy is almost certainly going to be the V3 dim, which gets more confusing when you consider there was a V3 dim that was solicited to come out last year and never did. That was the quote-unquote yeah. Villainmon dim where there was one that was just listed as villain mon and then it never appeared again yeah that theoretically is this dim but who knows at this point what that means i yeah, i will say working on putting the background out of this particular yeah, scan good, and good, good job my waste- like danger will robinson <laughs> I, I forgot to mention great job wasting your time on that for three different reasons I one, know they're going to release like, one, an actual picture one, in like a week. One, the magazine's out. Two, there's the actual picture in a week. Three, you didn't notice, even though I sent it to you, uh, Tenny Abuno uploaded the uh, cl- a not quite clean image of it, but like a decent quality scan. Oh, that's the one that I took it from. Oh, you actually took it from that, not the photo? Correct. Okay, I thought you were cleaning up the photo you had said. Okay, that's different then. Okay, you used the good yeah, stuff. I, I get that yeah. from like the nicer... So I will say this. This image has me more potentially excited for Ghost Game than I have been in a while, and here's why. It does not fit in with Ghost Game at all, which mean, which makes me want to go, hopefully something interesting is going on, because this does not feel like it fits the look Ghosty of the character. Uh, I don't know. They can make anything fit in oh, the no, no, ab- they could be they, they could do a Dalek pastiche no absolutely i'm just saying i'm just saying if you stick i'm just saying if you stick this next to the characters we have at best it might fit in with jellymon watch this be watch this be another one that shows up in the shadows next time gulu shows up no it kind of fits with the um thetis jellymon uh, theismon evolution Maybe, but that's the thing. We have, but, but that's the thing. We haven't seen what that's going to look like in animation. We already have two or three wildly different designs for that one so far. In animation, that may look entirely different than we think it will because we've already been surprised by that one a few times. So we will see what it looks kind of spacey. Oh, it definitely does. But we will see what comes up with the big debate right now. Seems to be squirrel or bear. Mm. I want to say visually squirrel, like but it could be jelly. But it, but it could be super deformed bear. I don't know. It kind of had like a slime kind of feel to it. 
Cyber you're, Squirrel. You're not wrong. Like, if you make that green or blue, you could argue that's goo, like you were saying, Dev. Yeah. yeah. But we will definitely know what's going on with this guy at the absolute latest in a month. So we'll see. And then, oh, blessed be, it's Digifest news. That just means that stupid people get to comment. So let's start. The day I mean, has any, any other news prevented stupid people from commenting? No, but, but this is the one where it's extra stupid, and we all know why. So first up, the day parts that have the whole cast, so they're, they're doing an extended music event. Character songs, classic songs, and the night show has a new Digimon Frontier audio drama. I think the oh, character no. songs is kind of a... That's a neat touch. I don't but think the, they've done that uh, before. Uh, I... I think they did a bit of it during one of the last try ones after they did the character oh, song album. Maybe, maybe. Although, yeah. you know, without the actors for Koji and Koichi, those, those two have the best songs in that. So, well, that's their fault for not showing up. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I was like, Ooh, frontier character songs. And then realized that Koji and Koichi were the ones missing. Yes. Which, have, which yeah, is why, which songs. is why that's there. Yeah. And, I'm gonna I go went into the blue, not say yes. I'm going to go on a limb and say that Hiro Masaki will be writing the Frontier one. The Frontier audio drama, like he did last time. He he knows how to take a victory lap for his shows, even though he was not the head <laughs> writer. Then moving on, as we get closer to Survive, we get stuff. So first up, some new, not quite key art, it's poster art. Very neat. I don't That's know. Really cool looking it, poster. It off. is it very is. cool. It's very cool. I don't know why some people have been cropping off the bottom half entirely. So you get like the top. Uh, so you get like Takumi's head and above, and they've cropped out like the characters everyone actually knows about. I think they're trying to make it like widescreen for like some social media stuff. Oh, they're like taking out. Um, they're oh, literally cut, and... They're literally cutting it in half, and then the bottom half's gone. Oh, and that so yeah. I'm, so you're pro- I'm, I just proved your point. I can't remember the Falcomon guy's name. Minoru, Minoru. Look, I, I don't care what you say about not quite Koshiro, but I won't have you insult him. <laughs> but yeah, nice piece of art. The only odd thing is, I sit here and I want to say, man, it's been so long since we've had nice new art for Survive. Except we got something just like two or three months ago. Yeah. It, it, this is cool. It's weird. No, it it's is. like it's this weird try adjacent. My favorite yeah. part about this one is is you you can be 100% sure what piece of art this is based on. <laughs> it's the try poster. Oh, yeah, totally. And I, the funny part was people trying to argue it wasn't. It's like, no, this is 100% no, totally based on the try poster. Yeah. I saw this and thought it was fan art that someone was trying to imitate uh, the try style for Survive. Uh, I didn't have time to notice that because I noticed it. You saw it in a more official capacity? Yeah, I was scrolling yeah. through something, and I saw it someone, from a Bandai someone, account. Yeah, someone just put this on a Discord, and I thought, ooh, nice nice like fan art. No, because do you know how many times we've seen that tribe poster where someone has basically traced over or redrawn characters as characters yeah, from no, other shows? Yeah, they do that all the time. Yeah. And yeah. this 100% looks like someone did that for Survive, but no, this is 100% new, and it looks very nice. I will mm-hmm. say the best part of this for me is the very interesting uh, gradient shading, which is ruined by the low bit depth encoding of the image. Yeah, I could use a more detailed thing. It also doesn't put a lot of emphasis on the characters. Like, I'm still trying to get to know, like, the rest of the cast. I, I, I need it with a higher bit depth so it doesn't have the dithering all over the fucking place. 
Yeah, like like I wanna yeah, I wanna I was kinda looking to print it and hang it in my room, but it's just like, oh never mind, this is gonna print like shit. Yeah, I'm pretty sure this is one that even if I put through filters will not fix it. But I can try and see. Yeah, like, like um, give me a high uh, give me a high res- long enough, they might have a better resolution one popping up. And then give me, some, give me a higher resolution so I can figure out what's going on with me. And Miu. then comes the survive news that I had to be very mature about and not fuck around with because I really wanted to also. So at Anime Expo, we're getting Digimon stuff. Survives going to be heavily featured. They mentioned game demos, giveaways, producer autograph sessions. There'll be a live stream. When they said the producer autograph session, I had to stop myself from going, huh, I wonder what Digimon producer will be at Anime Expo. <laughs> Even though that 100% has nothing to do with me at all. I was going to say. <laughs> no, like that, like I was going to do it just to annoy people. Oh, yeah, Because totally. here, here's the thing. The only people who get annoyed at stuff like that are people who I 100% don't give a shit about and who claim not to read our stuff anyways. And yet somehow they 100% always do. Uh, I, why? Like they being in an abusive relationship. Uh, great so, if they just decided to do like a, a quick two so, second, two minute segment on the, on so the, the adventure int- release. So the interesting thing is, is they ha- haven't actually announced a panel. So are they live streaming a panel, which can be done from the LA convention center and has been done for some, and the expo panels, or is it just there's going to be a live stream that day? You crowd into a room to watch a screen. I mean, they have they haven't even announced that. Although just, it, uh, just just everyone just gets into a room to and to watch Habu flop sweat for an hour. So uh, so so let's go over this. Just anime expos first four days of July. Uh, most of the stuff will apparently be at Bandai's booth. So I'm assuming there isn't going to be that big. Digimon corner space like we got a few years ago, which Aww. that was interesting because that was the last in-person anime expo prior to COVID and everything. Um, at that Digimon panel, they announced we got the first footage from Kazuna. They announced the title for the first time. They showed the final anime oh, yeah. designs. They showed the anime intro to survive and then announced the game was delayed. <laughs> that was the first delay. They also announced that CyberSooth Complete Edition was coming out. So, like, this is weeks before. I'm not saying they shouldn't do it. I'm saying I would hope they would plan better than last time. Because here's the other thing. Two weeks before Anime Expo last time is when they released that, like, mini documentary that talks about Survive coming out soon and also, for some reason, has them talk about how people won't like it. The one where we just the, the one where we just went. I don't get what they're talking about. And then two weeks later, it's like, wouldn't you hold this until, like, you you had to have known at this point you were delaying the game. Don't release the documentary about how everything's going smoothly. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see what pops up there. Uh, game demos. I'm very interested in seeing because it's going to be at Bandai's booth instead of Toei's. I'm hoping they will, in fact, carve out a nice big space, because here's the thing. They have lots of nice art they can put up, and we'll see. See if there's any fun swag. I mean, does that does that mean I have to go and get something else signed by Habu? I already have two things, because I have the uh, the original, P- I have the PS4 Cyber Sleuth, and a Survive poster! So, maybe you can get a different signed. I didn't hear what you said. Maybe you can add a different Survive poster signed. It, well, I assume they'll give them away. That's where I got that Survive mm-hmm. poster. 
Yeah, maybe it'll be this uh, this try one. No, here's what it should be. It should be the ultimate joke. Are you ready for what I'll bring? I'll go there, and it'll be a survive poster get signed, and I also pull out of my bag Cyber Sleuth for Switch. Because I had Cyber Sleuth on PS4 signed last time. Oh. Why the hell not? Yeah. Follow your dreams. Okay, so at this point, we are about a little more than a month and a half. They have to start announcing the the non-Japanese pre-order bonuses soon. I hope. Yeah. Yeah. And then... Wow, they really, like, went hardcore with the Vital Bracelet news. I'm actually happy with this. So, let, let's let's start off slow. The Vital Bracelet is getting a general U.S. release as the Vital Hero. Uh, it is based on the Digivice V. There's a black band version and a blue band version. As far as we know at this point, it is, a, it is recolored Digivice Vs. There's been some slight confusion about could there be a better sensor in there, which there's specific issues they actually need to deal with if they're going to release this in the U.S. Blue, um, Bluetooth versus uh, NFC? No, no. Uh, the They use a really cheap sensor, and if your skin's too dark, it doesn't read your heart rate. That is... Ew. Yeah. Ew. And that's why it, technically speaking is not an issue in Japan. It came up occasionally, but very rarely. And with import stuff, they always just went, well, this is a product meant for Japan, so if it doesn't work... Uh-oh. Here... Yeah, here's the thing. I don't agree with that logic, but that is logic they can get away with in that yeah. case. They cannot get yeah. away with the logic for a general thing in the U.S. That's not happening, period. So I would hope they upgraded the sensor. Otherwise, they're going to have some fucking problems. Mm-hmm. Um, so the bracelets, as far as we can tell, like we're saying, they are just the Digivice V. Um, the box, I a, a, everyone complaining about the if they don't like the design of the box, that's neither well, here nor there. It's not going to be in the box for very long. No, but the complaint that I'm looking at are the people keep going. Why doesn't it have Digimon branding? Are they scared of it? It's like, motherfuckers, this is exactly how it was branded in Japan. Everything except the original Vital Bracelet box uses the corner tag thing. In fact, that's the same logo. Yeah. The, dig- the weird one's the Digivice V, which just has this really tiny Ghost Game logo. It's very, very tiny and odd. But I'm really not worried about the box, to be honest. It's fine. It, Honestly, when I was looking at the box at first, like my first instinct is like, "Oh, this is a Nerf toy." Well, here's the thing. Uh, it's what it's probably the thing that seems to get some people upset the most. Although I think it's one of the, like I I know I've said it, Humulos has said it. I know both of you have said it. This is not a real fitness tracker. Like it works. It is a toy. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and, baby's first fitness yeah. tracker. And you know what this really looks like to me if you look at the box. It looks like it's something meant to go on a shelf next to an action figure. Ironically, a lot of action figures are starting to move to not having the plastic shell opening anymore. So these... I was I wasn't planning to get one of these. I might I'm weighing getting one for Lucas though. And and, and that's the meaning. It's meant to be yeah. a toy. Um I think he'd so, I think he'd love this. And and that's really what the point is. Yeah. So so the black one comes with Pulse City, which appears to be the U.S. release of Impulse City. We will get to some of the confusion regarding that shortly. 
the blue one comes with a new dim card called uh, Wolf Howl, which is Gabumon, Gurumon, Grumon, Black. It looks like they took um, the Premium Bandai expanded, you know, Matt, uh, Mad Black Roar and... Uh, the one Anime Gabumon one? The one with Shadow Howl. I don't remember what else. No, no, the Dark Ones. Oh, uh, True Shadow Howl? Yeah, it looks like they took those and they swapped out a few to make them slightly more anime-specific. Um, so it comes with that. There's also an Agumon one called Dinosaur Roar, but we don't know how that's coming out. And at least for now, Bandai's confirmed they're doing two. Then we have the Dim Card sets, which these are just the first three sets, but it's nice that they line up. The terms are even the same, which is neat. Um, and everything will be out July 21st. The Dim Card sets are $20 for the two packs, which is reasonably fair and not that far off the Japanese price. It's slightly more. Yeah, it's not bad. It's slightly more far off than it would have been a while ago because the um ex- the exchange rates have gotten crazy in the last few weeks. This is the time to import stuff for anyone who wants to import stuff. It's some of the best numbers we've seen in years. And then the Stop vital tempting he- me. Yeah, the vital hero itself is uh, sixty five dollars. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So pre-orders for those open. Everything comes out July twenty first. Um, the main advantage at this point, because, you know, we don't know what's going to change, is everything uses an English interface, although that hasn't really been an issue because most of the Vital Bracelet stuff is imagery that's easy to recognize, the apps in English. And a few updates we've gotten is uh, they've confirmed Japanese DIM cards can work on the Vital Hero. Okay. So... That works just fine. There's been some confusion regarding reverse because of a tweet they deleted where might have been a PR person jumping the gun and commenting on something they weren't aware of. Then they've also commented a bit more on the device itself uh, where they confirmed that, yes, the programming is based on the Digivice V and they call it by name. It's not just us guesstimating based on a feature list. They actually say Digivice V, but they also mention sensor improvement, which is a necessity realistically. Um, and then because Bandai Bandai's PR team doesn't feels like they don't get the information they need because they also mentioned that every DIM card is different than the Japanese ones, which does not seem likely or realistic to me, but we will see. Because mm. that that feels like that... We'll closer to the day. Yeah. Because that, that feels like that that's a mistake. And what they mean is is they're talking about stuff like Wolf Howl, which is an English-specific version of a card that came out in Japan. Because, like, I don't... Like, I don't even know what you would swap out on Impulse City. That one's specifically made for those Digimon. You know what I mean? So I think that... Yeah, so... And then... We right after we started getting teasers for the vital bracelet BE, where you know they show a bracelet and silhouette, they show the letter BE fitness with characters. We get a flash of 25th, which this is about 10 days before the 25th anniversary of the franchise, and then right before the show, they did more little teasers. Uh, the first was a tweet that teased new features and it's effectively the same video as before, but there's one oddity with it. Did you guys 
look at that tiny little three second clip? No. They show a splash yep. of water. Hmm. Huh. Which which is one of the sore points because ignoring that they always made clear it was not waterproof, my understanding is is its water resistance is exceptionally poor for the vital bracelet mm-hmm. and digivice for you like like they they like always this is you're gonna get it wet a little bit. My, you're gonna be sweating. Yeah, my understanding like here's the thing, they are always very clear it is not waterproof. My understanding is though is, is its water resistance is so poor is it fits well, like we said, toy. And then the website yeah. was updated with a te- an image teaser that said, be partner, those mostly teasing, hey, walking will lead to encounters with characters, a step into a new world, you can meet new characters, have them become your partner, and enjoy your daily life with characters. Basically stuff that could have meaning or could just be generic talking about Digimon or any other brand that could be involved. Mm-hmm. Um. The one other noticeable thing is June 16th is also the first day of the International Tokyo Toy Show. Ooh. Uh. Yeah. So it being timed so good to the 25th anniversary may in fact have nothing to do with Digimon. It just may be so close in timing they're going to take advantage of that. One would hope that they would be smart enough to do some sort of dim card or something like that. Um, and then... I'll see what the new one looks like. Yeah. And then... Um, they also, you can tell they're getting a bit lazy on the raids for the Vital Bracelet app, though. It's a revival raid of Millennium on, so that everyone can beat him up once again. He'll go down like a little bitch once again. What's funny is, is we can just keep making that joke, because... It's everlasting. I know. It is timeless, like Millennium on. Well, he's not timeless, because <laughs> he gets beat up all the time. And he, gets then... beat, he gets beat up in every dimension at every time period. And then we have card game stuff. So first up, they're doing an online version of the Evolution Cup in Japan, which makes sense because it looks like it's a slightly more casual one, but people can get put in a lotto to win the prize cards. And then they put up the little pro- the promo images of other events, which is what we call social media time filler. They don't have any cards they can show off, so they're starting to put up promo images of stuff. Um, and... Eh. Yeah, and a bit before that, we got the pack artwork for Dragon's Roar and a few more details of that. Which looks absolutely badass. Yeah, the nice little artwork of um, Agumon, Vimon, and Gilmon. Feel it makes me think of the Digimon World 3 packaging. I think what we're supposed to think of is the, the Pendulum Progress. That's not what comes to mind. Because for the Dragon's Roar Pendulum Progress, they were the three child-level Digimon. That one, I don't think I ever had. I believe it was not only that, the shape is not quite that shape, but it's somewhat reminiscent of it. And I think Chaostromon was one of the um, ultimates on it also. So that may be, so that's definitely on purpose, but we'll see how direct that gets. We don't know. The card numbers are what we expect for a smaller theme booster plus 18 parallel cards. And that'll be out July 29th. They also did mention the four great dragons will be in it. And various cards here are being designed around strengthening prior dragon cards. I'm looking forward to the art for this one. I like dragons. And then in the U.S., for the second anniversary of the card game, which another few months and it will be there for the U.S., um, they're doing what Japan did for the first anniversary, which is vote for 
alternate art cards of cards that do not have ones yet, and the top ones will be in booster set 11. Now, are they going to be making new artwork, or are they just yes. going to be pulling from this is the, whatever the, Japanese These are did? specifically for cards that do not have alternate art already, because they will be getting new art. Okay. Now, the only thing that I wish they would clarify, and I think the, the Japanese release did the same thing, it did not clarify if it counts if it's an alternate art that only is the same artwork. So, like, some of the Tamers have, Tamer cards have alternate art, but it's the same art on it. Yeah, they just changed the background. And slightly. I think, and there was su- there were a few alternate art cards last time that we found out were in fact eligible because the only thing I remember them clarifying here is, and I'm gonna pull it up so I can get the wording correctly. They actually clarify one type of thing is not an alternate art card, and it's uh, da, da, da. oh, did they remove that? One second, they may have removed it. Uh, okay, stamp cards don't count as alternate art which I don't think there are any stamp cards that aren't alternate art cards. That's where, you know, for a tournament, they might have the same card, but with three or four different stamps in the corner. Uh, yeah. I don't know if we like have... winner, yeah. path. Th- yeah. there, there must be a few that I've just forgotten of, otherwise they wouldn't mention that. But yeah, so if a card has three versions from an event, that only counts as one card. They're looking at the art specifically, which is why the one thing confuses me, frankly. Because, whatever. Uh, Fun Digica did a booster set 10 match. Then earlier today, they did um, a match with Murata P, the new producer for the Digimon card game. I feel like we've seen Murata P before. I think he was like an assistant producer before, because I could swear he's shown up somewhere. Because uh, a month or so goes when Goto P left. But I swear we've seen this guy before. I think he helped out on a few card game shows before. So they do a match against him. The name 10. is familiar, so he's probably popped up. Yeah. Uh, I think he showed up on Classroom at some point to help with card game stuff. And then Card Battle decided that with Booster Set uh, 10 out, the theme this time was Iwai's looking at how to change up his decks with Booster Set 10, so the others will suggest deck ideas to him. And, of course, before the match, we get to see hand-drawn cards from Chiba. Chiba is the one who always ends up in the costumes, so Chiba, oh, show, so Chiba showing off hand-drawn cards of uh, Justamon. And I believe that's Shoutmon Cross 5. It says that, but the art, you can only tell because of the big thing of yellow. That's, that, yeah. I love that so much. Like, I'm, I'm it's like, a work yeah, of art. I'm like gagging, laughing. And then anniversary stuff begins, sort of. We saw 25th anniversary keychains of the V-Pets, and now we get them for the Pendulum. So these will be... I fucking want all of these. So they these are will... amazing. I love them. These will be 300 yen in September. Um, they do one color each for the 1 through 5 and the 0. 5.5 also gets one. It's very clearly based on the D1 Grand Prix version. Like, if you look at the image, you can actually see the D1 background. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They don't say it, but that has to be a chase one, right? Like, that's not going to have equal distribution to the others. That's going to be like one in a hundred or something. And on the page... Hard pa- to say. I mean, but if you're not going to do that as a chase special, why do it, I guess? You know what I mean? Yeah. If it is just a normal one, I don't see the point. Especially because you already have another Metal Empire in the rotation. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then... 
if you look at the sales sheet carefully, a 25th anniversary franchise logo that we've never seen before. And I I, I, I love the I love the not quite minimal pixel art theme. So I hope that's final because I really like that. It makes me happy. Yeah, it, it really does look nice. And we should start getting 25th an- more 25th anniversary stuff soon because it's only a few weeks away at this point. We're under three weeks. And then how much of a fun surprise was it to get ghost game graph art stuff? I wasn't expecting it so soon Especially because they're spe- just doing the Frontier one. Well, I believe the Frontier one is officially scheduled for August, I think. So I guess they'll be going straight from this into Frontier. Hmm. So we get... What's weird is some of the... Like, the anime art, some of this I want to say might be new, but like that Jellymon image I know we've seen. I think that was on the box for her figure, wasn't it? Oh, maybe. I was going to say, this is where, again, that's like the same... It's the same outfits and similar poses that yeah. even if it is new, it doesn't it's feel like I feel like her expression's different. Yeah, I don't think we've seen, like, Rudy especially looks... I don't think we've seen that before. One sec. I'm, I'm finding an image of the Digimon Jillimon. I think, I think these are pre-existing art. Why are there no photos of this toy? <laughs> that would be the one I would expect. But Jellymon, yeah. yeah, Jellymon looks kind of out of place you know, expression-wise, compared to everyone else, that it, it does seem like it might be reused. To, uh, to be fair, I'd say Gammon seems out of place also. Gammon just looks yeah. baby. So uh, the mini pop-up shop the, at Graph Art Shops uh, in Ikebukuro, Maine, Namba, Nagoya, these will be mini pop-up shop corners between July 2nd and July 15th. They'll also be at their online store. Uh, they will also be taking pre-orders to the online store, so you can just walk right in and pick up your crap, or have it delivered in August. So let's look at the products. We get um, can badges and keychains with the anime art, which mm-hmm. yeah. expected. But What's weird is, is yeah. feels, the Gammon one. It feels like they should turn him a bit, just a little bit. Yeah, yeah it was like his paws aren't getting cut off. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then I will say, even if the art doesn't quite fit in, I like the canvas art. It'd be nice if the art fit better. And then we get the yeah. sticky post-it note things. I do like those. I, I got one of those with the, the Tamer's graph arts, and I do like those leather. Yeah. The and then or the post-it holders. Yeah, and then using the anime art, we get acrylic stands. They all. Look, I'd say the art works for all of them except Gamamon. <laughs> Yeah, I don't like the Gammon. The Gammon one's too small, and I think the Angoramon one is too big. Honestly, See, I guess that... they're trying to go for like actual scale of the characters to each other. Oh, it uh, is. No, but... th- th- this is the actual scale. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. it's just yeah, it doesn't and, really yeah. jive well. <clears throat> and then we get the graph art art, which is what everyone actually cares about. Yeah, exactly. So first up, we get the little poster size. Ar- art they show off with the evolution silhouettes behind them and the little items which are always nice to see in these mm-hmm. they're so cute um, so we get can badges and acrylic uh, keychains which all of these actually fit in although I will say I think it's because of the way she's shaped on the keychain does Jellymon look kind of weird she looks a little it's probably because she's cut off so much Maybe. Um, like she's thrown off to the side. Yeah. And then we get a character mirror, a character case, which are expected. 
the acrylic stands look great. Those are I, I, what I want. Yeah, those. those are those yeah. are great. Where each those one each one is a single stand for each duo, where you get both of them and the silhouette behind them. These are the high point items, I think. Mm-hmm. If they ever have these at a convention, I'm absolutely getting them. I mean, I've I've gotten I I found the Tamers ones previously, so and there's if hope. You, if you spend twenty two hundred yen, you get a postcard, and as a promotion for the online store. If you order any of the blind pack stuff, you can virtually unpack the item to see what you will get without having to wait. Oh, nice. So just, yeah. a, just, a, just a quick aside, actually, for those who are at conventions, I'm going to give a shout out to um, one one vendor who does do a really good job of trying to stock these is, is a vendor named Fragmented Nostalgia. If you can count, if you are at a convention and see fragmented nostalgia in the vendor room, check them out because they do a really good job of stocking Digimon stuff like okay. this. Well, the the graph art stuff specifically is one of the few times I would say don't get it at a convention if you can get it ahead of time because these ones are ones where generally a month or two later they just sell them as normal items um, at most stores online. And they, uh, with some of them, I've noticed that uh, they've actually, the Fragmented Nostalgia has actually been unboxing them and selling them like that as well. Yeah, what I, no, no, what I mean is, is the Graph Art stuff isn't store exclusive. Oh, yeah. Like, like they sell actual, the retail cases that anyone can just buy, and you can just buy them. The only issue there is, is you have to be very aware of what you want and be ready for when they go up. It is very, right. yeah. it is very much easier to be at a convention, see something, go, yeah. oh, I'm getting that. Uh, of course. I mean, yeah. generally, uh, yeah. generally, with a lot of stuff, buying it at conventions, you're paying a premium. No, but... absolutely. I'm just saying, in the case of like, if you know you want the acrylic stands, for example, mm-hmm. those will almost certainly be items that will get a general release, and just buy a box that probably will come with one of each or two of each, and then you can easily get rid of the others and it make back basically any shipping premium that way. Yeah, yeah, and, and, I'm, and that, that's just a general. I'm just saying that if you are looking oh, no, for absolutely. these at a convention, like I would, like I would expect the, I would expect the hot item at a convention would probably be the um, acrylic keychains in the graph art style, mm-hmm. because that's something useful. It's not going to be expensive even with markup. It has the unique art. I'm going to guess those would be the things that you'd really see at a convention and that people would buy. Man, that Angoramon one looks good, though. I will say, mm-hmm. the keychain where like he, where like he barely fits in the frame. One floppy. <laughs> yeah, um, and then more Ghost Game products. The plushies that we've been hearing about since was that at Digimon Con when we first heard about these. Mm-hmm. Yep. Those yeah. are coming out soon. We can see them, and I will say this: they are very nice, low-cost plushies that kids can get. Yeah. I think the Jellymon one looks the nicest out of the set. There's a flaw with the Jellymon one, though. And I'm not sure you want me to say it, because when I say it, you'll never be able to unsee it. If you look at Gamamon, you look at Angormon, those were made just for this, no doubt, correct? Is Jellymon yes. Jellymon, or did they redo Toad? God damn it. Because <laughs> if you look at, cause like, look at the proportions of her and everything in the head, <laughs> and now you will never not uh, be able to see Toad. I think the arms are different enough, but yeah. otherwise, yeah. Oh, I have all three of these on order. I'm looking forward to these. Yeah, no, I'm, I totally catch these. Although yeah, I will, 
Although I will say, this is the one where it feels like the scale hurts Angoramon the most. Really does, yeah. Angoramon is the same height es- as Gamamon, and he's sm- smaller than Jellymon. Es- especially if you get that in a set, Angoramon's going to look weird. Yeah, that's one of those where I'm where if someone doesn't, before I get them, I'm going to take a photo showing the Angoramon that's smaller than Jellymon. Yeah. Because his budget goes towards filling up the stomach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then talk about plushes, we move from those to the higher-end small plushes, which people have loved every time there's been new ones. We get the baby Digimon plus Plotmon. Uh, these all look really nice. Like, every plush in this line has looked pretty nice, to be honest. I would say, oddly, the worst one is probably Mochimon. Yeah, his... Head oh looks, yeah, his expression looks a little too high up. No, he's looking. Yeah, he's looking up. Do you do you know why Mochimon looks bad? He's like his no. neck is his like it the looks, his non-existent neck is craned up. Because, it, it, you no, know. do you know? It looks like they started with one of the Pac-Man ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> My comment was going to be slightly more inappropriate, but that that works. The VIP here is probably between. Pokemon, Tokemon, like and, Pl- yeah. and Plotmon. I think Pokemon's probably the standout here. I don't know. Something about the Pokemon, I think, is like a standout. Like, you don't imagine him getting a nice plush. Just like That's with the, the more complicated one, shape. I get only one of those uh, eight. Yeah. And then showing off the po- showing off the popularity plush charts, they're <laughs> re-releasing tw- they're releasing 12 and you can tell the popularity here based on the exact the, 12 you would expect. Yeah, the eight partners. Uh, Vimon, now to be fair, I think Vimon might have been the only O2 one who even got one of these. Gilmon. Uh, Terrymon and Lotmon, who always appear in plushies and who always have the oddest branding because they will put them with Adventure O2 and Tamers. And then, and then uh, no Renamon, no Wizardmon. These are the exact ones you'd expect, and I still think that Palmon looks the funniest. Not in a bad way, but like where like they've goofily detailed her. She's very happy. I love yeah. her. And Lop- excited to be here. Lopmon wants to go home. Lopmon always wants to go yeah. home. Uh, these are all out. Uh, I think it was September. I've lost track of what I was reading. Okay. At yeah. some point, you can have this. Yeah. And the eight babies sold out the next day on HLJ, which tells you how much people wanted them. Hot damn. People like babies. Baby. I wish they had at least gone slow enough that we know could have known who sold out first. I feel like there's only two possibilities. Koromon and Tokemon. I want them to make a Tokemon with the teeth. To be fair, we do get toys with that occasionally. I have a... Yeah, I have one of the Digicodes with the yeah. Pokemon with the teeth. Yeah, so we'll see. I'm looking forward to seeing these because they look nice. And out late September. And then, oh man, it's a poll. Aren't we all shocked? Oh, oh man, all, all the Mon won. It, it, it's truly shocking. And his percentage went up. So People all, have no imagination. Aldemon is 34%. Which is expected. Yeah. Raihimon yeah. 17%. I said he was going to rank high. That was but that was more than I expected for that one. Um, Same. I thought he would have been like below Baal And then, and then yeah. third, third and fourth place are nearly tied. Third place, uh, we get spinny nipples. 
which yeah. we all guessed yeah. what happened yeah. to Jet Silphimon. It sounds mean, but there's very little reason for Jet Silphimon to rank highly. I don't mean that in a mean way, but like... Mm. It's never um, shown up in anything except the card. Yeah, And yeah. then Beowulfmon's 15%. That's disappointing, but... I'm we okay did we did that. talk about the weird design yeah. also. And then, oh god bless, he actually ranked well in percentage. Dai Penmon got 13%. Really was Aldemon versus the field on this one. Yeah. Like here's the thing. Rhino Kabuterimon's the only one who has a bad showing. Everyone yeah. else is within a few percentage points of second. Yeah. Like Dai Penmon could have done better, but I will happily take fifth place, but with like a good showing. Thirteen percent. Oh, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. I mean, if you and if like you, he's, yeah. he can have a snow cone. Yeah. If you really want to like math it out, Aldemon and Raihimon were over fifty percent. Yeah. Oh man, I. You either either main one or edge lord. Yeah, and then yeah. let's not forget, polls open for the ancient warriors. I wonder. <laughs> so here, okay. All joking aside, if you were to just guess your top three for that, what would you guess? <laughs> Can I just say Ancient Greymon three times? I'm going to say Ancient Greymon. I think Ancient Irismon's going to have to do okay. I think it will be Irismon or Mermaidmon. I don't know which. I, I I do know I've seen some people talk about trying to balance stuff for Mermaidmon. Mermaidon. Well, they like it's a good design in general, so I can see Mermaidon ranking highly. See, design design wise, I feel like it'd be Ancient Irismon would rank highly. To be honest, uh, it, it it's gonna be Sphinxmon, isn't it? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Volcamon might. Yeah, well, that one's pretty there. cool looking. And, and Volcamon might do okay. And then, in confusing news. Uh, so let's go back 11 years. Uh, this is a long setup for what's ultimately a non-story, but No, but, but, like, here's the thing. You can't, like, just jump out and say what this is, because there's almost no context, like, for people. So 11 years ago, Digimon had no licensor in the West. It was Toei doing whatever they want functionally since, um, Data Squad, which was them, even though it aired on a Disney channel. And they hired William Winkler to do a pilot dub. And that was functionally the last we heard of it, and that's frankly all we ever expected to hear of it, because it was a pilot. It was effectively a dub being made so you could show at trade shows the show in English to people who speak English, or who at least are expecting to see English. Because a lot of the trade shows, a lot of California trade shows are also have a lot of Latin America coming in. And it, mm-hmm. you know, it basically being done that way. Um, I mean, we got cast lists from it and everything, and then Saban licensed it, and of course, we got a, a, a relatively standard Southern California dub. Not necessarily a good dub, but with roughly the cast and production crew you would expect, and plenty of new people. But, and then, time goes on. And the fact that it exists is a random curiosity that has no bearing on anything, and technically still doesn't, to be fair. But then, um, people looking around for stuff about because William Winkler did a lot of stuff for Toei at the time. He did a number of pilot dubs, and at one point they were also looking into 
taking some of their older shows that were unlikely to have long-term licenses here, re-edit them into movies to sell on DVD with new dubs. So he did dozens of those, but almost none of them came out. And the I think um, Guy King, I think, is the only one that came out in the U.S. The rest came out in Japan on a streaming service as part of a, like, watch something you know from when you were a kid, and it will help you learn English. And this is the one, this is the one where anytime we bring up certain things like, and I'll start going, oh, they'll dub a pirate as a pirate. That that's why is his Captain Harlock, which was William Winkler, was Amy Hearties, yo ho ho. And the like, the only mm. clip I've seen of that is mm. actually him going Amy Hearties, yo ho ho. Which <laughs> is why I always do that because that's actually in my head from that. Wow, um, I, I didn't need to hear that. <laughs> And I, I'm Captain Harlock. Hardy okay, Har. we can stop now. Let's not. We Arr. don't need to be smirched Captain Harlock further. <laughs> to be fair, that's Toei's fault. <laughs> Although my understanding is it may have been like a project from one like executive, and like it basically crashed and burned. That sounds like something that comes out of a bad abridged series. Okay. Um. So. Because some fans have been looking for the Pretty Cure stuff for years, they found someone that apparently is William Winkler, or on his behalf, uploading like uh, production behind the scenes and stuff to archive.org, including okay. including a selection of clips from William Winkler Productions. productions. Uh, it's kind of strange, though, because a good number of them are just like intros where nothing's dubbed. And that includes the Crosswords Pilot Dub, which we knew that was Fusion Battles, which was an international name for the show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It is just the intro without credits with the Fusion Battles logo quickly thrown over the Crosswords intro. <laughs> because at that point, because, well, here's yeah. the thing. At that point, that the intention is not to spend money because someone's yeah. going to license yeah. it and do their own logo, which was done with Fusion, I, as I recall. And even... When this title was used for other shows, it is, you know, brought up properly. It isn't just thrown in. Yeah. And that's oddly it. Ass. That's oddly it. Minus that the same people looking stuff up found clips of him talking about the dubs and put them on YouTube from interviews from a few years ago. And he's very much not happy about it. He, he very much wants to talk about how great his dub is and how bad the the release dub is and uh i i don't want to be insulting but like i've heard his work and it's probably worse at least in the sense of what anime stuff he was doing in there like this would have been a few months away from har har fiddle dd right and i, I yeah, don't that mean doesn't, that doesn't fill me with confidence like say what you want about the fusion dub it did have a good core crew of people it, oh, working on it it's it's a mary elizabeth mcglynn series she directed the series didn't she mo, yeah uh she yeah. i don't know if it was all of it but she did do a decent chunk she, it is fun. she didn't she did enough of it and yet she has enough of a career that to go off of that uh, insulting a, a mary mcglynn is, joint is probably not the smartest it is, way to it is functionally not the exact same crew but an evolution of the same crew that did tamers and frontier mm-hmm it's not exactly the same because times passed. There's different yeah, setups, yeah, but it yeah. is a growth of a crew that worked on Digimon before. Yeah, like um, the choices are certainly yeah. questionable, but that might have been network stuff. And 
that might have yeah. been what they like. That's probably what they wanted. Yeah, that that is the thing that seems to be hardest to get people to understand. Ninety nine percent of the time, if there's something that happens, you don't like it. Yeah. Especially was, in a dub, it probably was not the director. That's yeah. probably what they were sub- told. That's what they wanted delivered. That was a production choice. Yes. Um, like the direction, the director and the cast are following orders in that. In that, and it, it's worth mentioning because. Uh, he brings up the quality of his dubs, so I think it's fair to discuss them more than just joking. Do you remember people, uh, the old Techman clip, the dub from the 80s, where Space Lance! And he's just like Absolutely screaming? Absolutely not. Okay, no. that was an 80s uh, dub of Techman, and I believe it was uh, dubbed as Techman the Space Knight. And clips of that show used to be passed around as examples of bad dubs. That's actually his company from 35 years ago. The redundantly named WWE Yeah, that is his company. And at least at one point, 12 years ago, when I was trying to figure out the Fusion Battle stuff, they said they were trying to relicense the show to re-release that dub. Hmm. I mean, that never happened, but... We don't don't need that. Look, I'm going to find the Captain Harlock thing and send it to you. Because I have to prove that I'm not making that up. Because that's oh, sound. Because here's the thing: I know you why guys. Why did you do that to us? Here's the Because here, here, believe you. Here, you here, don't have to no, do that. Here's why: I know you guys believe me, but it sounds fake as shit. You have to admit that someone no, it the, that, that that they did the Captain no, Harlock dub and no. the and the and Captain Harlock is just dubbed as an old time cartoony pirate. I watched the four kids One Piece dub. I know the extent of how this can go. <laughs> And it hurts my soul. Did did he <laughs> did he indeed take a bite out of gum gum? It's the name of the treasure on the grand line. <laughs> but yeah, so we still have nothing of the dub. It just sort of came up and was worth mentioning. Which is, um, do you think we will yeah. ever see a clip of it? Uh, I, hope I hope not. I hope not. I hope we do because at this because here's the thing. At this point, he's talked about how great his dub is. One way or the other, I want to see a clip just to be able to comment on it without just like being pithy. You know what Look, I mean? The real the real dub turn turns Enjuro into a weeb. This this better top that if they're doing Pirate Harlock. Well, no. Here's the thing. Okay, so he was Pirate Harlock. Yeah. He's he's Ballistamon. Is Ballistamon yeah. a pirate? Or say you know you know what Ballistamon's gonna be, right? I am a robot. Oh God. I mean, Ballistamon does have a backstory with a leg mod, so... He is, but here's the thing. We're talking about, like, the first two, yeah, three, five no, episodes. I know, I'm just, I'm just saying the wanted... Ballistamon, you can... There are... The Ballistamon has canonically pirate connections, I'm just saying. No, 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 not pirate. I'm saying he's going to be an old-style generic robot. You know, like... Yeah, totally. Danger, Will Robinson. Danger, I am a robot. And, yeah. I, and you can't see me, but I'm making the hand motions of a robot. I feel like calling Kyle A. Bear to apologize in advance. <laughs> I really hope we get a, I really hope we get a clip of this. Because here's the thing. Um, as much as he does puff up his dub, as far as I know, every time he's brought it up, he's brought up Larry Butler's Mad Leomon being very good. And, like, very menacing. And it would be neat to see that, if only because that is the one person that no matter what comment gets made, he brings up. So, yeah, I, so at the very least, very curious. Look, and if we want to, let, let we can concede this. Like the original Mad Leomon, Mad Leomon was voiced by Vic Mignogna. So if we want to quietly scratch that off and replace that with Larry Butler, just as a concession, I'm okay with that. 
No, but that's see, as far as we go. I want to hear it because he he has talked about the dub before, and he always brings up different stuff about it. Every time he brings up Larry Butler. I don't remember anything about Mad Leoman in Fusion, but I blame that on Mad Leoman. Just not that interesting. Mark, did you die again? We've been abandoned. We've been abandoned. Forsaken! Oh no! I mean, I don't know, is, this, is the stream still working? Oh, stream is still working, apparently. Maybe he's sneezing a lot and muting himself. I think we died again. I oh, no. remember my intro oh, where I no. said we hope to stay with you all this week, and, and then we didn't. And then we didn't. Okay. Okay, we're going to give it a couple minutes here for Mark to show up again. It's really weird, though, that Mark would drop off. Can you hear me? Maybe he's like... Yo, yes, hey, welcome. Okay. Yeah. hey, welcome back. Yeah, the headset completely died. I don't know if they could hear you or me. Apparently and, they could hear us, but not you. Okay, it was completely dead, and then I'm like, oh, did I accidentally mute myself? I go, I hit the mute button, and it doesn't light up or anything. I go, my headset can't be dead because something's going on, so I just unplugged it and plugged it back in. I assume they can hear me. I assume they can hear me now. Yeah, we're all. We're, I think we're all back. Yeah, I love that it's decided to have issues two times in a row and completely yep. different issues. Yeah. Okay. So when did I v- completely vanish to you guys? Uh, let's start talking about uh, Road to Digimon because yeah. I don't want to talk about WWP yeah. okay. productions okay. anymore. Okay. Th- that's actually what I was going. We have the more, has switched. We have more pre-production stuff to talk about. Am I wrong, or did they bring this up in January? I this sounds very familiar. No, I mean yeah. they talked about that they were gonna do it, but then they just never did it. Oh. Like I, it it was like January was like it's zero and the first one's gonna be adventure planning documents, and then that was well, it for a long time. Uh, I, well I thought we got a little something at the Digimon Con, but no. maybe I'm No. Uh whatever we got Digimon Con was it was just a separate thing. They specifically That's teased what it. we got was like a picture of Daisuke. Yeah. It was specifically that they were going to show us stuff from when Adventure was being made. And then they just didn't. And now they have. um, So it's weird because they don't really give us much to go on. So they start off showing us the stuff for the new movie. Nothing which is actually new. I like how they so specifically place the papers, though. (laughs) And then they give us... Once once again, we have a dice game. And then they give us... uh, planning for a Digimon anime. Although, interestingly, we do not know how early this is because the date would equate to mid-August. Basically, this would be the last time they could have pitched before it would have become Adventure. So we don't know if this is an evolution of an earlier pitch or this is dated wrong. Mm -hmm. And man, does that pitch sound horrible. The pitch... The main issue with the pitch to me is... It sounds like any number of generic anime from that era that very few people remember. It sounds like Monster Rancher. I was going to say it sounds like Monster Rancher. No, what I was going to say was, you know what this sounds like? It sounds like Moncoli Knights. It also sounds like Moncoli Knights. (laughs) Monster Rancher was was more interesting, at the very least. It got more interesting. The premise sucks. Yeah. Yeah, and, And I can... I'm going, and as much as people go, well, we don't know how successful this could have been. I don't think this would have been successful at all. And I yeah, say this, that be- this... I say that because there's a ton of anime exactly like this that no one has ever heard of before. Yeah, 
it is very obvious why many of, many of which have did get a dub eventually but yeah. they also faded into obscurity eventually yeah. um and this ironically probably would have been around the time when kakudo was pr- uh, approached about being director hmm. and then we also get an early, a proposal for adventure with nothing super interesting here minus that it it reiterates stuff that has been said less formally, like the Jules Verne story, which Kakudo's talked about in detail before, but it's never been... It, there's something different between the director talking about it and us seeing it on, like, a proposal. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to decide how much is there to actually talk about, because this is functionally just what the show is. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's just, cool it's just it, but otherwise you can yeah. see kind of you get a feel for like the elevator pitch for yeah. for the show and it's all kind of neat. Well, it's also not clear if this is even the quote unquote elevator pitch because at this point they have finished artwork. Yeah, it's, yeah. Like th- this is this usually you have so, maybe a little further along than the elevator pitch, but uh, I would I would say at this point this is probably like explaining to business partners. Yeah, I think at this point the pitching is this done. Is the, this is the well, oh yeah. Okay. It, it says TV proposal, but like they already have marketing art and stuff there. You know what I mean? Possibly. Mm. Sometimes you do come up with a little bit of art before. Uh, you you do, but this is a bit too. Cl- this is too clean. Basic, this is effectively identical to the yeah, final. Yeah, like art. those are the like those are the final designs. Yeah, the, that the that's what on. I mean. Like there is almost. N- and it's a bit hard to tell because of how low resolution is. There are no actual changes here that I'm aware of. Like, yeah, if, no, it's like, like minor at best. Yeah. Yeah. Like we've seen all of this art. Yeah. Officially. That, that's why I tend to skew to it being done. Cause at that point that's from the anime character designer who Nakatsu at this point, it's not pitching. It's the show. Yeah. A uh, lot of stuff we've seen before. And don't you love how they end? By showing us more of the O2 playing document, which has nothing that's helpful. Like, hey, we're we're still doing a thing. It's like this is this is a still this still exists. Yeah. And do you think part two will have anything relevant? No. I would agree with that. And then last time we got to see sample art of Dreamers from when um, Tenya Yabuna was drawing it. We got to see the final one now. I need to catch up on Dreamers. Ah, oh, that cute little pulse one. And then mm-hmm. you get the profile art of a Suramon and Kongomon from the episode. Something is wrong with this art. It, there's like a haze over it. Yeah, like a slightly grayish kind of. Yeah. Mm. Like the blacks aren't like crisp and pure it, like exactly. they usually are. It's slightly off. And then we have. Some of the upload art has been like that once in a while, where it's just like. Yeah, but um, they, there's like an extra like, layer over it. But that those are normally art layers, at least. This is just a weird haze. Um, Kangomon was cropped directly from the episode, and that's the most detail they could get from him. And then <laughs> questions, you guys in the chat can throw yours up. There's probably a few from last time that didn't get done. Um, oh, we'll do Source first. She, they want to know how did we meet. Uh, I believe I, I believe I met AR when I was looking for a one-off co-host, and he tweeted at me. I believe like raise his arm or something. Yeah, that was basically a tear dish tribute. Um, yeah, you, you uh, wanted looking for a podcast host. I'm like, sure, I'll give it a yeah, whirl. I've 
known Dev long enough. I don't actually know how I met Dev at this point. Like, I don't remember. It obviously uh, had something to do with Digimon, but do you have any memory of it, Dev? Oh, hmm. I don't fucking remember because it's been so long. I guess it's just kind of like when you kind of took over with the will, and I was there, and back when. See, I th- scan see. Group. I think we knew each other before that, but not like just occasionally running into each other. I don't know, when it was still Mega Chan's Digimon. Forum. Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna I, say. I a couple of weeks ago, I my um some of my panel stuff got a little bit of Twitter momentum, and someone from Meg Chan that I hadn't talked to in like fifteen years randomly messaged me, said, oh, "Hey, I remember you?" <laughs> um, and then there's the deep first time Ar and Dev met. Uh, five minutes before we started the show. Yep. Yep. That that one I, I know for sure. I really remember because my memory yeah. is a save. Yeah. Uh, and then Diego wants to know, now that I'm a Digimon producer, will I like Volcano Oda cameo on Ghost Game? And if so, what Digimon would I like to voice? And then he goes, if his Japanese is not that good, what camera roll would I like to have in a yet-to-be-dubbed installment? No. If his Japanese is not that, that good, that, have you heard him pronounce <laughs> on the show? That's the funny part. Is is like one, just no, and two. Uh, I've already been in a dub at this point. I, I'm good. I'm, I'm, <laughs> unless I'm camoing for something stupid, I'm very much good at not doing more at 3 a.m. Trying to do it while also trying to not like throw my voice to wake people up. So I, yeah, I'm good with that. Um. If I were to get a cameo in a yet-to-be-dubbed thing... So the problem is, I'm trying to think of people like who aren't actual characters, because, like... Yeah, it's like it's a cameo role that assumes it's somebody that hasn't actually appeared yet. Yeah, but but it's like, but it's like really... when you, but it's like when you try to think of the wacky, stupid stuff I could do, you don't want me as, like, the grandpa in Atmon who actually has lines. Right. Like, he's a character. Yeah. He's a minor character, but he is a character. You you want to be someone walking by with coffee who says one thing and then just is never seen again. But he's somewhat of Angoramon's confidants. You can be Mushmon. No, Mushmon has lines. <laughs> I demand unhelpful li- single line. Wait, you should be like the random Potemon that's just running around the alley. You should, yes. be, the, you should be the victim at the start of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> I, can sc- I can scream well. I don't do it often, but I can. Uh, and then Ian wants to know what do we think is more likely to have a bigger update? Oh, what do you think will have bigger updates for Adventure 2020, AX or Digifest? If if you were to flip between those two, AX. Yeah, I probably AX. Yeah, because yeah. here's the thing: as far as we know, not only is Digifest not streaming in the West, we don't have any proof there's any streaming thing for it. So there's no reason to have yeah. anything West at all. Right, because DigimonCon was a global thing, yeah. so they were going to try to feed every a little everybody. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, it would probably be AX, not necessarily at the the streaming panel. Well, here's the thing: if, that's if there is a streaming panel there, I would assume it will just be a Digimon panel, or, like uh, the last time. Yeah, yeah. But we don't know that that is going to be a thing. Yeah, that, yeah. That's Bandai's, the thing is, is we... just that Bandai is specifically is doing a thing. No, Toei's thing is on there also. Oh, Toei's okay. Okay. It, it has their little badge there, and it, yeah, so... Yeah, then I lean very more heavily towards AX. Yeah. Uh, yep. Then uh, AR is one for you. Uh, have you... 
pre-ordered Digimon Survive yet? Not yet. Um, I will, though. What system? Switch? Uh, I haven't decided whether to do it Switch or PC yet. It's going to be one of those two, though. And it might get, it might come down to the bonuses, which I once I want to do. Yeah, but I probably Same. I'm actually now that I think about it, probably leaning towards PC because if I put a Digimon game on the Switch, Lucas will want to play it. Oh, you're, you're going to get your save deleted. Yeah, I don't know if that's a great idea for Survive. Well, he'll you know he's good with he has his own profile, so we're good. On okay, that that, front, okay, that makes sense. But yeah, it's like uh, he's gonna he's gonna want to try to play Survive and just the text heavy content and trying to play an SRPG just doesn't seem like a great idea. Yeah, for and, a six-year-old. And then someone wanted to know uh, they've seen some live podcast do rehearsal or warm up, and they were wondering if we did it before the show. Not as such. Not, like not we start on purpose. Yeah, we we start the call early as you would expect, just to make sure everything's working. And of course, we can't take into account that apparently that there was a power surge that knocked my headset out in the middle of the show, which is very odd. Uh, yeah, you, yeah you, we you, don't we don't we don't warm up on purpose, but sometimes we get into discussions related to a topic on the show, which we probably which we realize like five minutes in that we should save for the podcast. Yeah, but yeah, we we don't we make sure all of us can hear each other Think about how our week has gone. If there's any oddities, we attempt to deal with that before we're ever live. So, yeah, we all go get drinks. My, my catchphrase at this point is functionally the instant that I'm sure AR is there is like, okay, I'll be back be in right a minute. Back. Yeah. yeah. Because I go off to top off my water and everything. Which I'm now out of, so let's wrap this up. Yeah. Um, someone wants to know what series do you think handled evolution sequences the best? Gamers. Sequ- like sequences is in like the animation styles or well, sequences and like evolution in general. I would say evolution in general because there was detailing that I didn't keep in the question where they talked about, you know, people complaining about ghost games being so short mm, and such. Okay. So I think they mean like the idea of the sequence and how it was handled rather than like just which do we personally like. Um, it's probably still tamers. I actually, I really liked Zero Twos, to be honest, because they had different visuals and different stylings between yeah, them. Yeah, Zero Twos was solid. Yeah, they, I, they got the they got the point across because they had a bu- they have a bunch. You know, they have like three different styles of evolution. So, and not only do they have the different styles, but each of the different ways of evolution gets a different theme song. Not necessarily what level you're going to. And I would and I would give two pseudo notes. One, if Atmon had proper music and not just like screeching noises. Wub wub. I would like Atmons. Mm-hmm. And as kind of, they're not bland, but they're very similar. I really like the Cross Wars ones. The Adventure yeah, 2020 I... ones were actually pretty nice as well. A- Adventure 2020 did it well in the thing that probably upset people the most, which is it knew not to give to do them for everyone every time. But there should have been times when other characters did get the nice ones. Yeah. Like it knew that, you know, if yeah. you had eight characters evolving, you don't necessarily want to sit there and have a minute of evolution. When, when 2020 was on its game, they were really good, but it was a little inconsistent. Yeah. I think you cut out there, AR. Oh, yeah. It was just, no, it's just, it was a little inconsistent sometimes when they, uh, sometimes they didn't do enough. Yeah. Okay. Th- the end part was what all it was missing. But yeah. So, um, and then, uh, 
Oh, Ramon wants to know what was in. Uh, I was in, co-directed and co-wrote some fill-in-dub material for Ninja Robots. I don't remember the Japanese title at the moment. It was a dub did that you, had... Did you do the I am a robot voice? No, I was not playing a robot. Oh, okay. There are there are little to no. I mean, you could have you could have done the I am a robot voice anyway. If <laughs> no, because because, because what full ballistamon. So normally I would have. I could not in this case for a very actually real reason. It was a dub that was recovered from basically any tape we could find around the world, and one thirty-second scene was all that was missing in the end. After months and months of looking. Hmm. So I was like, fine, I will write fill-in. Uh, Brady, who also does stuff for Discotech and is doing stuff on Sonic Origins, he uh, helped remaster that, co-wrote it, co-directed it. So I'm one voice. Brady's one voice because he could not find so- another person so that he could eject from it. And then we also <laughs> got um, one professional voice actor to play the main guy. And we all had to sort of uh, kind of be close enough to the original actors that it almost worked. It, it was it was a very comical dub in the first place, so it worked well. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so it's literally one scene, and the and you know when we came up with it all, you know you're recording stuff a hundred times because we're not professional and it's just finding the best thing. Brady was apparently very excited by the way I went woo, woo, because I would go. And I would do that. So, like, there's two or three of them interspliced with my dialogue because he just was so amused by it. And I'm so pretty. Rick, so you're doing Ric Flair, basically. I never. I did not watch enough wrestling. I know who Ric Flair is. I do not know his noises. He does woo a lot. Okay, then yes. Um, and then someone wants to know. With the problems we've talked about with the VGS and Amico, do we think there's a market for a game system outside the main three? First off, absolutely, yes. We've talked about other systems that we think actually worked. Uh, like, I was getting the one with the little crank on it. And there's the... Re- uh, what, I don't know what it's called. The retro one um, that we've talked about a couple times. Uh, see, I think these were related because the... Nah, I can't even find the name. But yeah, there's one that's a small portable system that you can buy cartridges for that come with retro game packs. The Evercade. And there's a home version. And I think the next part related to that, because someone wants to know, can you explain people arguing about how to pronounce Tate? Tate is uh, Japanese for vertical, and, you know, shooters have vertical screens. Oh, okay. Okay, so here, here's where oh, okay. this... I, I does know... That stand for, does that stand for something in Japanese, or... Vertical. Or does that stand for something? Oh, Like, I, like I believe vertical. that is Japanese for vertical, because you actually oh, have the okay. monitor turned okay. a different way. Um, it's, and it's, it's, the all, it's the all caps that, could, that threw yeah. me off there. And then, see, I don't spell with all caps, but some people do. I think that um, that one was copy-paste. It, it, that makes me think it's an acronym and not a, yeah. a word. Um, but yeah, so, if, it's, if that's the word, it's, it's Tate. So a lot of people, even who aren't English spe- speakers, but who know English, call it Tate. And, I, and people argue about it. And I've actually seen people argue about it. And the best explanation for this was a um, guy who runs a show called Game Sack. He will only call it Tate. And he like will just refuse to call it Tate, and I've seen people argue with him about it specifically. That's why that's I was good. so that's why I was so happy to throw it in. No, are you ready? People kept going, Well, no, Tate means vertical. Why would you call it Tate? And he'd say, Rotate. Uh, no. No. Uh. No. 
And I think these are related because the Evercade came out with one where a portable where they could they had the button set up so you could actually hold it ninety degrees. So I think it's that. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, you could do it forty-five degrees in Marble Madness. Just... Did you see? Did you see that uh, they found a working copy of Number Two? Ooh. And then mm-hmm. Sora wants to know if I've started Blue Reflection. No, I I do own it. I do not expect to have the time to play it anytime soon. Realistically, I'm cartoonishly busy. And then this is last chance for the chat because the last one we sent in. Someone wants to know for the anniversary of Digimon Frontier. What product do you think is reasonable for us to see that would make the anniversary a success for fans? Super CSA. Uh, now here's the thing. They they said reasonable. Super C- Super CSA. I feel like doesn't count for one reason. They've already f- teased that. Like if we didn't get a Super CSA, even if we got stuff we ex- want, wouldn't it feel a bit let down that we didn't get one? Because it feels like we are. That's an acceptable answer, though, because it feels like. Oh, we definitely need. Where that. It feels like yeah. It, it feels like that the pace they're on is already good for Frontier. Like I don't. I, I think there's just the, you know a couple pop up shops get the get the nice little new drama in, at Digifest and yeah the CSA at the end. That's enough, I think, for Frontier fans. I think they'll be happy with that. I, I maybe I, whatever and whatever little extra you know. I don't know, like a gem figure. Yeah, figure. Yeah, or something. Uh, yeah I was I was gonna say like a gem or precious gem. The issue is I'm trying to figure out like who because do you go all out and do a $250 Susanuman holding the the gun? It 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 really doesn't like just announce something. Like, I don't think it it's it's not like like tamers. It's not like tamer fans you know being super demanding oh! and needy and stuff. Oh, I just it's, thought of what like, they could do. One second. You keep talking. I just thought what they can do. I'll I find just, a picture. I, I just think that Frontier fans are less needy and demanding than Tamers fans, and what they're what they're offering now is good enough for Frontier yeah. fans. I think they're happy with the the current offering, okay, and the, at least the pace they're on for the current offering. Okay, you know how they're doing? They're re-releasing the running Taichi, and they're doing a running Yamato, running Takuya. No, just do the six kids from the Blu-ray cover. That's asking a lot. Yeah, six Honestly. is too much, but here's the thing. Yeah. At, okay, at least give us running Pokemon and Namon. With the Patamon. Maybe. I don't know, because that, that's from the Blu-ray cover, so it's not quite as iconic as some of the old designs and some of the old posters. I would, rather, I would rather go for something aping one of those. Yeah. Ooh, Trailmon. Tra- yeah, do a Trailmon figure. The problem is it has to be something that'll sell, and I don't think Trailmon's going to sell. Unless you have like the kids on it or something like that, maybe and, or something like that. And at that maybe, point, maybe. it feels like it's getting too detailed. Yeah, maybe. But maybe I look, included Trailmon as a backdrop or something for another figure. <laughs> I don't know. Trailmon ball. Just add a tra- <laughs> With <laughs> add a trail. It's add a add a random include a Trailmon as part of a, a future. Um, oh my god, no, the line. Super CSA Those random buttons you hit that makes a random Trailmon appear Oh my god mm-hmm. yeah. uh, And then the last question was <laughs> And it says woo <laughs> <laughs> The last question was at, uh, Someone wanted to know if we've seen AR, you say this, I'm not going to say this correct I know the show, but I'm not going to say that correct oh, Which one? Uh, Asking if we've seen a specific show Oh, Ochamacho Doremi I have 
not. I'm aware of it. I mean, that I, is... I watched like two episodes of the four kids dub and that's all I got. I believe it that was, it... you know, it did. There were the four kids did a dub of it for very, very briefly and on Fox. I believe that is a uh, was... Seki Hiromi produced show. I believe. I believe you're right. Yeah. Never seen it. Was there a movie of that last year? They did like an anniversary film or something, didn't they? I don't know. They always, it seems like they always just come out with random Ojimajo stuff. It's kind of recurring franchise, okay. kind of like a bunch of other young shoujo okay. stuff. That would make sense. But yeah, that that is like a sibling series to Digimon. A little bit, yeah. It's kind of a, I, I was, it's like a young precure. Yeah. I think you cut out again, AR. No, I'm just trailed off. Oh, there. okay. That makes more sense. Okay. That's it for questions. AR, have you done anything? Will you be doing anything? Um, we actually uh, are talking about, my spouse and I are talking about bringing back our old, uh, my spouse watches series. Like we did, we got like halfway through data squad and kind of cut out. We're thinking of kicking it up again with Atmon. We're trying to figure out what we want to do. If we just want to do a Twitter commentary again, or if we want to do something more interactive, we're kicking around ideas for that, but we might start that that back up again next week. Are you saying that? Data Squad was the series that you that they couldn't get no, through, and it, now you've just moving on from it. No, well, it's like I'd have to basically. It'd be weird to just start at the second half of it. Like we're open to doing Data Squad, we like it just fine. We stopped doing Data Squad because that was when I had to start reviewing Appmon, ah, okay. uh, System Restore, and it was just too much Digimon at one time for me to go through. So now that it's kind of gone back to once a week. I can kind of open okay, it up to other sense. stuff and, and they want to see some of the other series. So we're thinking of doing Atmon. Okay. That but we're trying sense. to just, we're trying to think of some ways to do it other than the Twitter commentary. So stay tuned for that. Yeah. Dev, what Wikimon article would you like people to read? Oh, Dakugamon, because it is the baby. I don't think you get to do, I don't think you get to do that twice in a row, Dev. But it's the baby. I don't think you get to do, go twice in a row. Just pick the Digimon that's showing up in the next episode. It's the baby. Should do Kongomon so we actually know who he is. To he did fair. nothing. He was just a closet. <laughs> he was the TARDIS. <laughs> and I can be found at with the as always. We will catch you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Woo.